Welcome back to Conspiracy What? What? Uh, this week we are going to continue our nice little journey into the underground base of Dolce or or Dulce. I forget how it's technically supposed to be. Dulce de Leche. Dulce de Leche base. Nice. <laughs> yeah, last time we graced your little ears with some cattle mutilations and some UFOs and uh, an alien war underground. Um, some genetic testing. You know, the whole, the whole deal. We got more. We got a whole Today. bunch more. Today, the alien base is not the only thing underground because we are climbing down some rabbit holes. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. You're going to have to rescue Angel from that <laughs> not, rabbit hole. Not in the bestiality way either. <laughs> well. That's probably not what anyone was thinking. <laughs> no, you, but I though. wanted that clip there. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I found this little clip from a tabloid that was posted in 1988 that I wanted to use to introduce this episode again just to kind of recap what's going on so basically it was called ufo base found in new mexico which is what we're talking about and it claimed that diabolical invaders from another solar system have set up a secret underground base in the rugged mountains of northern new mexico so they can shanghai human guinea pigs for bizarre genetic experiments can you just real quick before we continue can you explain to me how shanghai is a verb i don't know I've heard it used as a verb before, and I'm pretty sure they use it as a verb in Shanghai Nights, don't they? Isn't that like the whole joke of Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon? I'm pretty sure uh, it is. I wouldn't know. So anyway, this is part two, Dolce Bass. Yeah, oh, it, I found Angel's it. Angel's back. Oh yeah, so we should I, probably introduce ourselves. Yeah. Hello, this is Allie. Smooth. That's what this <laughs> is. This is smooth. Give them a bunch of information. Introduce yourself 20 minutes later. Oh, yeah. This is Cameron. I'm Cameron. And back with us again is, of course... Smoother than nut butter, Angel Aguilar. <laughs> okay. We will use that clip Sent to introduce from heaven every dough time straight now. into hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, it, this is the second part. So if you're just kind of randomly stumbling on this, go back and listen to the first part. There is a lot that you'll miss if you don't. However, that said, there is also a lot of new stuff going on here that has nothing to do with the last one. This Absolutely is none. So many notes, so <laughs> many things going on. When we first started this, we didn't know it was even going to go to a two-parter, and it's longer than I thought it would be. Here on we are, two-parter. 10 pages into an outline. So, yeah. Whee! Okay, let's get started. Right. We, oh. have, a, we have a first-person account, apparently. <laughs> you want to read it? Sure. <laughs> Alleged. Alleged. Allegedly. Yeah, I thought this would be a good, like, you know, if you ever wanted to go visit Dulce Base, um, you can find this account that somebody commented on Dulce Base on Road Trippers, which if you don't know what Road Trippers is, it's some website you can use to plan road trips. So this guy, here's his comment. I'll just read it to you. Let me move the microphone a little bit so I don't have to turn my head. Uh, the control officer, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to read it the exact way that it's written, so I'm not going to make them sound any smarter. <laughs> the control officer to us not to stray beyond the yellow line because the aliens might take advantage of us and we would need to be retrieved by security personnel. 
This doctor named Thompson went 50 feet over the line to retrieve an object on the floor. Well, the reptilian workers nabbed him, and immediately after, the five security patrol force had to grapple for a while to again retain him and return him to the safe zone. He was thoroughly reprimanded, and we continued to our laboratory sector. This occurred in 2008 during field testing of new drugs for an alien growth hormonal induction practices. I no longer lab assist anymore because I decided to further my technical skills in college. But the Dolce base always recruits more advisor and medical students. Not all professional aides or medical team picks stay for more than two years. Hot damn. He sounds like he probably didn't finish that college stint. Yeah, right? I was like, I left this alien base to go to college. Well, I mean, he's probably going to further himself in college than he is working for the government at that alien base. Uh, Just because, as we learned last time, just because you're in the government doesn't make you smart. Sometimes you (laughs) nuke underground gas that you then cannot use. That's true. It's like buying a box of cereal and just dumping oil in it. There's (laughs) no use at all. That was... That was a well-put analogy. I might have to steal that one. Thank you. Finally, someone gets me. And then directly after this, I've placed a very nice map. However, I I don't want to just pass by that story. I want to talk about that story real quick. Oh, okay. Because we read, like, that was read, quoted. Quoted. So there is no more context to that. Sorry, I didn't try to make it very exciting. I read it how I figured that they would have said it. There is no more context. We don't know why he was there, what he was. I mean, he says he's a lab assistant. Yeah, I guess but. No, he's a lab assist. Yeah. Ah, my bad. A lab assist. That changes all of it. <laughs> it all makes sense now. You can't be the int until you go to college. That's what the degree's yeah. for. You get the yeah. int. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was one of the weird first-hand accounts that's not from Schneider. And if you don't know who Schneider is, listen to This guy to has episode. no name either, so don't ask. Uh, he does name a Dr. Thompson. He, he, was, he yeah. was named... His his username on Road Trippers. This is his only review, by the way. Uh, is Edwardism? So I'm going to assume Edwardism. Probably Edward. <laughs> so okay. he he's a Twilight fan, most likely. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Welcome back. Let's go. Welcome back. Let's talk about this map that you've got here. Let's let's talk about what's going. All right. On. So if you remember from the last episode, uh, we talked about the base having seven levels. Well. Between then and now, I found a nice map that I will put up for your viewing pleasure. It's so detailed that you could probably navigate the entire base by yourself with it. Sure. (laughs) I really like the rainbow-painted plant that sits atop. Yeah, right? It looks like a nice little ethereal place. Yeah. Very alien-esque. So, in the middle, there's a very nice UFO entrance that apparently couples as an elevator. The first, the first level is security and communications. The second level is human staff housing. The third level is executives and labs. Fourth is mind control experiments. Five is alien housing. Six is genetic experiments, also known as nightmare hall. And level seven is the cryogenic storage. And then somewhere around there is the underground shuttle to Los Alamos. And wow. in some theories around the world. Yes, included in that is like Denver International Airport. I would like to bring up something you missed, which is the ground level. Uh, However, to the right, you have the ground level and to the left, agricultural premises. Yes, that's above ground. Right. 
but ground level would be the above ground, yep. right? Am I not crazy? So just seems weird that they chose it's to separate. It's a very accurate this. topographical line. Yeah, is, is, there, is this just like pieced together from different accounts or... Because this definitely is not like an official blueprint layout. Oh, God damn, you're right. I thought it was like a scan. Yeah, I mean, if everything, if everything was perfectly boxed like that with those layers, I mean, it would make an, an excellent opera cake. <laughs> I, can just, I can just see the government with just some colored pencils making this map. Like, we need one. We don't have any blueprints. Well, you never know. Maybe this map was conceived during a mind control experiment by a genetic... Um, subject. You never know. Well, I did find this on one of those conspiracy websites where, like, the back, the background is black, and then it's got like neon green text. Stop mm. doing that with your sites. <laughs> she entered the matrix. You can't blame her. <laughs> so that's where I found this map in the depths of the dark web. It looks like somebody was looking around their apartment while trying to figure out this conspiracy. I was and on saw like two pizza box sacks and just went with that. <laughs> And a bong in the middle. Yes. There we go. I've been trying to figure that out. Thank you. <laughs> Mystery solved. Anyway, we'll post this so we, you can see it. I imagine <laughs> the shuttle to Los Alamos is just like a mouse hole in their wall. We've explained and, the whole thing. Tom and Jerry style. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Definitely, definitely my next profile picture. Yeah, I reached this by getting to like the fifth page of Google search results. So that's a lot deeper than I would have figured. <laughs> That's dangerous territory. You never know where you're going to wind up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the layout of the base, though. In case you forgot, I don't think we actually labeled all the levels last time. So no. now you know. Security and communications is only on one floor, which I find odd. It is yeah. the first floor, though. So you would think that – I would think that's more of like how, how well would communications work coming from the bottom? That's what I was wondering, too yeah and security obviously wants to prevent any unwanted visitors so you would want to catch them as soon as possible before they're exposed to you know any of the genetic experiments or god forbid they reach alien housing why why is the mind control experiments level so big like why don't they do anything else with that level just mind control experiments straight up. probably just because like that's something that the aliens would want to focus on as far as world domination their yeah, housing right is below. directly underneath. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Though I would have I expected genetic experiments above mind control. That's what I was going to say. I wouldn't have really been a fan of having to go past the aliens in order to reach my genetic experiment. You know, what's funny yeah. is actually a lot of things say that specifically level six is the genetic experiments. That's the one that's always like, this is what they do. I don't know. No. Okay. So this Thomas Costello guy. He may or may not be real. He's definitely a little bit of a legend, but we'll get to that later. Um, so this guy claimed to be a senior security guard at the Mesa's secret underground base, the Dolce base. And he came out in 1979 with all of his wild allegations. Um, he described a research facility emphasizing the ominous sixth level that I just mentioned, which he called the Nightmare Hall, where appalling operations and experiments were conducted on or by both humans and aliens, which we mentioned in the last episode. Um, you wonder if there's like in the Nightmare Hall, like we see that there's two sections of the level and in between is the bong, right? Or the alien tunnel. Yeah. Uh, 
it makes me wonder like is one side dedicated to like the humans get to experiment on aliens and then the other side the aliens get to experiment on humans maybe that'd be fun i think that'd be fun <laughs> just like each side given over a couple people yeah maybe that's what we do with prisoners like alien prisoners humans get to experiment on yeah whistleblowers the we give to the aliens to experiment on yeah exactly <laughs> depending on your level of destruction um yeah. now speaking of people they got these people supposedly from alien abductions so the aliens would go around and abduct them and we saw the nice little tunnel that the the spaceships can go in and out of um so the abductions came there for experiments with crossbreeding and fertilization and all those fun things. He supposedly had photos that came out of this of human-like fetuses and beakers, mutant captives in cages, vats of liquid containing human and inhuman body parts. Now, you may find this picture and... The leaked, the actual leaked photo. Yeah, there is one leaked photo that is floating around the internet, but... Uh, it's from a Schwarzenegger movie called The Sixth Day. Yes. It's not real. They just made it black and white and hoped that nobody would notice. Kind of makes me think of like Emperor Palpatine being cloned. Or what was that? Snoke? That was yeah. oh, All his little yeah. Snokes. <laughs> and that fantastic installment of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yes. The wonderful, wonderful Star Wars movie. Shits all over the Mandalorian, that's for sure. At this point, I'd take a Jar Jar solo movie over any more of the movies. <laughs> God, that'd be amazing. Misa um, got a movie. <laughs> you better save that clip. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and send it yeah. to me so it can be my ringtone. <laughs> every, so, every time I get a text message, Misa got a text. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I would, I would like to bring up here. So we always hear about things like uh, he claimed alien abductions were like what brought people into this facility and stuff like that. And I always hear people say like, if there's so many alien abductions, then why don't we hear about it as much as we do? And like most alien abduction stories, obviously the person doesn't get kept by the aliens because otherwise they wouldn't be able to tell the story. That wouldn't make sense. They're a clone. However, there are 600,000 people that go missing every year. So within that 600,000, it's feasible to think maybe like 30, 40,000 are being abducted by aliens if you want to go that route. Sure. And that would be plenty of abductions for people every year. So, I mean, the government would have a fun time experimenting on 30,000, 40, let's just call it 40,000 people. Yeah. Nice math. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So apparently... You know, if you're abducted, you go to Dolce Base. And so, yeah, the picture is fake, um, but they're still supposedly out there. There's apparently, like, I guess he had a tape, like a VCR or something of stuff happening in the base. And then he made five copies and distributed it to people in the UFO community. Yes, and we are going to play the tape right now. That's one it. of the most illuminating objects that I've ever listened to in my entire life. Very true. Totally. I was on the edge of my seat. Radicalized my viewing of the world. Heroes get remembered. 
but legends never die. That is not Fair unfair. Uh, I was going to say, so just going back to the numbers real quick, in theory, if the government did let aliens abduct even just 40,000 people, which is not much at all, that's not even a sixth of the people that go missing every year, right? They would have 109 and a half people, which could be a child, people <laughs> every year to experiment on. So okay. I was going to round up, but I was like, kids count as the half. Well, I mean, probably. according to the last episode, you know, I mentioned that uh, treaty that Eisenhower has with the Greys. Yes. Where he does allow them to abduct a certain number of people. So abductions, they happen. Yes. So he, this Costello guy also like goes along with the whole alien war thing. And he claims to have been in a security position while the war was happening. Um, but he must have been one of the... How many did you say lived? Like six? only three, I think. Three total. Yeah. He was one it, of three. Guess he was one of three. But one of the discrepancies here is he claims seventy humans were killed. The yeah. other guy claims sixty. Yes. I've seen sixty more, so I think we're going to go with sixty. Or maybe it was a different battle. Who knows? It could have been a different battle. Uh, yeah, and let's remember that the two other survivors, for some reason, wound up in mental homes, but Shatter yeah. didn't. For some reason. Exactly. So after all of this happened, he formed the Dolce Papers, which includes those tapes that I mentioned. We don't know where they are. Surprise. Uh, we have no access to the Dolce Papers. So it's only speculated as to what's in them. But according to the Dolce Papers, here's some fun factoids for you. Aliens, both greys and reptilians, have been present on Earth for several thousand years and have no actual real hostile intentions. But then I don't understand how there was a war. I would like... Yeah. Well, we shot first. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I would like to interject here with something, which is more of like a modern thing that's just happened uh, as of this last week, actually, and shortly after our last recording, where a retired politician from the Israeli government claims that the U.S. and yes. multiple governments across the world do know about aliens and are in contact with aliens, but the rest of the world is not ready to know about them, yeah, which is the age-old thing that we've heard time and time again. I put something about that in the conclusions so we can talk about that. Yeah, but that is interesting because that just came out recently. It was another whistleblower, kind of, but... Yeah. Just with no real, like, hard evidence just his word yeah, yeah again like there's no actual evidence which i mean if there was the government would be doing a bad job i guess but if you're going to present it i would like to see some evidence but again maybe maybe he's right and just so, so that we were say. clear the government does do a bad job that's that's absolutely a, a lot of times yes a lot of times yeah yeah so the aliens have been here forever right we and uh, apparently, they are primarily far more interested in the magnetic power of the Earth, and they have the ability to harvest magnetic energy. Wait, so aliens are magneto? Guess so. I would like to ask. So they go through the universe, and the most interesting magnet or magnetic anomalies that they find are Earth? Apparently. That's why the trains are powered by magnetic force, because they like it. Anyway, and other earthly assets, like land, minerals, and water, they do not care about. Huh. That's... This is all in the Dolce Papers, people. You got to read it. I'm surprised not to see oil as one of their 
high fuck. areas of interest. You know, everybody else on Earth is looking for it. Yeah, let's just say real quick, just so everybody knows that Jupiter is the strongest magnet in our solar system. Yes. It has a magnetosphere larger than the sun. So if they were going to investigate anything for magnets or a magnetosphere in general. I didn't write this. I know. I'm saying. I'm I mean, just I'm reading just, you the I'm information. Not saying you did. I'm saying that I'm bringing it up. This comes from real facts. Yes. If, I, if, you, wrote, if you wrote the Dulce papers, I think there would be a conflict of interest there. True. <laughs> that would be a huge. I'd be I'd mad be ultimate, because ultimate, I didn't yes. know about this. <laughs> uh, Again, Jupiter is the strongest in our solar. This means that the only interest they could really have in our planet is like how mediocre Earth's magnetosphere is. They'd be like, this planet is just boring, very boring. What if they're interested in the shift of our magnetic field? Ever think of that? I would assume there's a shift in Jupiter's magnetic field too. But you would assume, and you know what that means. It makes an ass out of you. Me and you. both. No, it makes an ass out of you. I didn't didn't know, assuming. I'm pretty sure you don't know the saying. Uh, The magnetosphere around Jupiter does move as well. I'm good. Whenever you're ready. I'm good. Don't worry (laughs) about it. Don't Um, worry. So we talked about how the, uh, which level was it? The fourth level, right above the alien housing, is the one with mind control experiments. Yes. Well, they specifically do experiments into telepathy, dreams, and hypnosis, as well as research into human auras. Apparently, the aliens have the capability to separate the, quote, bioplasmic body from the physical body and replace an alien life force within a human body after removing the soul. And so that's all I got for the Dolce papers. Um, I'm sure there's more interesting tidbits in there, but those are my favorite ones. Did, were there, are there physical Dolce papers? No. Well, I mean, there supposedly were, but they're not here anymore. Well, I understand that there were. Yeah, apparently there were Dolce papers and there were videotapes to go along with it and photos. Hmm, interesting. But they're gone. The question Whoa. we always ask on this show. My, one, of, one of my main, well, no, yeah, I guess I do kind of have a problem with it. If you're handing five copies of this tape out to members of the UFO community, why would they not continue to share those? Like you're sitting on the golden egg as far as ufology. Because they're keeping it secret. But why? I don't know. They're the ones that are trying to bring awareness to these types of things. That is a good question. That's, that's a very good question. <laughs> I mean, that seems to be always how it works. It's like, oh, people know about it, but then they don't want to tell you, but then it's on the yeah. internet and easy to find. Yeah. This is, this is okay. So what I was looking for were the, uh, the Majestic 12 documents. Yeah. What yeah. About them? It just reminds me of those, except for the Majestic 12 documents were real. Yeah. Well, not true necessarily, but well, we actually have were, paper. They are physically in existence, which I think, which I find is funny here, because we have no proof of it at all. Hmm. Okay. Well, so that was that's Costello, sir. Here, we don't know if he really exists because it's very hard to find information on his actual existence. Yes. Um, but the next guy we're going to talk about does exist, or did. So. Let's talk about a man that we've actually talked about before. A couple times. Uh, Paul Benowitz. Paul Benowitz is an interesting case and kind of a very sad case. This is a case of a man driven to insanity by a government confirming and denying his beliefs at the same time. 
So this is a really weird story. For those who don't know it, uh, a great documentary is The Mirage Men. They go pretty well into it. There is more information outside of it. It's also based off of the book of the same name. But the, so the biggest thing with Paul Benowitz, just kind of a refresher or for anyone who doesn't know, he earned a PhD in physics. He it was filthy rich. He was a great businessman. If you look him up on Google, what always pops up is that he was a businessman, usually ignores the alien stuff until you get to the next couple of pages. But he basically made instruments for NASA and the United States Air Force. That was his whole career. And what ended up happening is this man, he lived by a military base and he wanted to see... In Albuquerque, right? Right, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He lived by the Kirtland Air Force Base, which is over there. And he wanted to see if he could actually hear uh, radio chatter from his base that was right there. So he made his own device, because he's an engineer, he made his own device, and he started listening in on the conversations. And he started hearing what he thought was basically contact about aliens and things like that. And this is all because he started seeing weird things flying out of the base. So he became very interested in it. So this whole thing starts where he accidentally kind of purposefully, it's hard to tell, it's depending on who you read the story from, taps into the government's communication system, which is hilarious and unfortunate. Yeah, because he did something real. That's the whole thing here. But then the conspiracy part comes in for like how they handled the fact that he tapped into the base. Right. (laughs) So what ended up happening is when he picked up these electronic signals, uh, he ended up tapping into this whole problem of that base specifically had been doing a lot of secret technology building and a lot of secret technology runs. Think of things like the stealth bombers, think like things like that. They were testing all kinds of technology that nobody knew about. Uh, One of them was also drones as well, which comes into play later on. So they were really worried because they find out this man actually has this information that he's not supposed to have. And he's one of their contractors that also works for them and NASA. So it became a huge issue. So they send in a man named Richard Doty, who we've also spoken about because it's impossible to talk about Paul Benowitz without bringing up Doty because Doty has become famous in the UFO community as a whistleblower for the government, which we'll talk about. Do we have another word other than whistleblower? <laughs> no, whistleblower. They just walk around blowing whistles. A bullshit caller. Bullshit caller. Truther. A truther. Truther. He's a truther. I like that better. He is a truther. I like that much better. <laughs> yeah, whistleblower just sounds so, I don't know, pretentious. Well, what ends up happening is Richard Doty ends up being a truther brought over to talk to Paul Benowitz and essentially lead him astray. Because the big problem here is Benowitz knew about real technology. He thought he was learning about alien technology. So the government pushed on him alien technology. And when they pushed that, it created this whole journey for Paul Benowitz that eventually leads to where we're currently talking about, Archuleta Peak. And he eventually gets led to Archuleta Peak because he believes that there are alien spaceships and that they are coming from somewhere. That place that he thinks is big enough is Archuleta Peak. He thinks it's the only place big enough in the surrounding area and far enough away from big towns that there's going to be UFOs there. So that's where he ends up going. And this is where my favorite thing comes in. Uh, He captures the following. Uh, He captures 
military training covertly in those mountains. He captures one crash and he captures another crash as well. These are all over the course of weeks and different days. But one of those crashes was secret drone technology, which as we all know now, drones exist. People back in the 80s had no idea that drones were ever even going to be a thing. So the military really didn't want this top secret technology getting out. And not only did he take pictures from his private plane of these operations and show proof of it to people, he took pictures of the drone itself and the crash, which one of my favorite things about this is that he shows it to his friend and his friend's like, I don't think you took a picture of anything. He legitimately did have a picture of a drone, like a hundred percent. So that was fun. So, so this is where the government conspiracy shit comes in. <laughs> yes. This oh, is the, my favorite. <laughs> this is the government side of things. Because essentially what, what happens with uh, the Mirage men, Richard Doty is one of them, and he pushes this whole scenario of instead of a drone of being what you found, you found aliens. Because other governments are not going to care as much about aliens as they are about literal drone technology that you're building. So they don't want that secret getting out. So they end up setting up fake sets and reflying him over areas, showing him crashed UFOs, quote unquote, crashed UFOs, and basically proving to him that these things were real. Richard Doty even said that some of the things they flew them over, he had no idea about in advance, and he was almost convinced at the time. Oh, wow. So the government was, was the story. they were all in on confusing the hell out of this it man. A, it was just a whole disinformation yes. operation. That, and that's exactly what Doty did is he was, he was one of the heads for misinformation. One of his quotes is about 80% of what they tell you is a lie and 20% is true. And that's from Mirage Men. Uh, he's talking about what the government tells you. Basically, they give you all of this disinformation. They give you all of this actual information. And then they let you connect those so that you have part of the truth and at the same time, none of it, and which is exactly what they did to Paul Benowitz. But Benowitz is important because he was one of the like lead people in the 80s that was investigating the Archuleta Mountains and looking for the base that people currently believe exists. And he was positive at one point, I remember he had found the opening and he had actually told, uh, we talked about it on our last episode, uh, Gabe Valdez. He had actually told Gabe Valdez and another person from uh, Dulce in the Archuleta area that he had found an opening to the base. And it was just apparently an opening in the mountains. Valdez actually disagreed with him. He didn't think that that was the opening. He thought the opening was in a different area. So and one, one thing that I, I for one would just like to bring up again, this guy wasn't just like a regular crackpot, you know, guy building parts out of a radio shack. He had a PhD in physics Yes. He was contracted by NASA. Like it wasn't just some random guy. He had the intellect to go behind this investigative research that he was compiling. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things with the Paul Benowitz story is he had real information. And this is one of those where like we talked about on the last episode, this conspiracy is 50% alien, 50% government, and sometimes a mix of the two. And it's, this is one of those sections where it's actually government, but there were a lot of things that went on. Um, one of the other things that went on is because Benowitz, as you said, Angel, like, I mean, he, he has his own instruments and own technology. He's flying his own planes over these areas. He's legally kind of capturing all of this information that's just out there for him to grab. 
And because he's not technically tapping into anybody's communications, he's grabbing it just off the airwaves is essentially what he's doing. But he uh he he's like pushes this forefront so hard that not only were the fbi worried about him not only were the military bases worried about him the nsa was also proven at one point to be spying on him and they even sent him fake alien messages for him to be able to find so that's how deep this went with the government trying to push disinformation now dropping back to our last episode again we talked about linda moulton howe who this is the only time we're going to talk about in this episode, I believe, because I don't have anything else to say about her. But we brought up the very confusing point that she had, that she believed that what the government was doing to Paul Benowitz was giving him the alien information to try and lead away from their technology, which was actually alien technology. (laughs) Therefore, they were lying to him, but telling him the truth at the same time, but she said specifically that the end all be all there is that the government was lying to him, even though they were telling him the truth. Okay. That is Moulton Howe's perspective. Uh, but Paul is really, really important because he probably has gotten closer than anyone else to finding this base, if it exists. He, he, he was one of the initial people also to start spreading the rumors about it in, yeah. I mean, quote unquote, modern times. This is about like the late 80, 80s. Right. So, um, yeah, he was one of the few who actually spread the rumors in Dolce. Right. Yeah. And he was he was in I mean, he was pulling in people like Gabe Valdez to go look at things with him as well. It wasn't just like this solo escapade. I mean Who like, is the sheriff that wanted to fight Bigfoot? And also looked at all the cattle mutilations. <laughs> uh he's an interesting man. Yes. But what the funniest thing is we've talked about the Mesa. Uh, by Archuleta Peak. And that is actually where Richard Doty ended up telling Benowitz that the alien base was, was that it was in the Mesa. But this is a really interesting case because this is a case where the government, depending on where you, what you want to believe, admitted that there is a base in the Archuleta Mount. But it depends on what side of that you're on. Either you believe Doty and it was all disinformation, or you believe Linda Moulton Howe and it was disinformation Real information. Undisinformation. Undisinformation. Easy to follow, for sure. Yeah. No, I know it's confusing. It is a bit confusing. But this wouldn't be a good conspiracy if it wasn't confusing. (laughs) What? A conspiracy that's confusing? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But that's... So that's that's like a huge uh, part of this. I want to bring up that there is a really weird point at the end of this where we talked about Paul Benowitz goes insane. He legitimately goes to a mental hospital. He, he, he believes that aliens are real and that nobody knows about it. it. Like none of civilians know about it. Just the government does because it's literally what he's being told. At one point, Doty even says, I sat him down outside of work one time off the record. And I told him, I've been lying to you and I'm worried about you is what Doty claims is that he sat down with him and tried to finally own up to everything so that Benowitz would, lo- would like gain some sanity back. And Benowitz, all he said was, it's okay. You don't have to tell me. I know it's all real. And that was the mindset of Paul Benowitz. So unfortunately, he does go crazy. But this does end with, a, with the other side of the conspiracy. It ends with the alien conspiracy. Because towards the end of Paul Benowitz's life, he started uh, recounting these stories of how he was, aliens were coming to visit him at night because of everything he's found. And how they were like injecting things into him and then he would completely just black out and he would wake up in the middle of nowhere. The waking up in the middle of nowhere is true. 
uh, he would wait, find himself driving his car like in the middle of the desert, just nowhere. And he would legitimately black out. We don't know if it was aliens or anything like that, but what we do know is that there were legitimate needle marks in his arms, actual physical evidence of needle marks in his arms. I mean, it sounds more like he kind of just had some extreme paranoia. See, you say paranoia. A lot of people say paranoia. I say other side of the 50%. I say government conspiracy. I usually don't lean to a government conspiracy side, but the FBI were watching him. The military base was watching him. NSA were watching him. So there's people that were already invading his privacy, which makes me think maybe someone was legitimately injecting him with something at night just to make him completely lose his sanity even more. They wanted to keep these things a secret. As much of a don't trust your government entity as I am, I kind of, uh, I don't know. I guess I tread carefully when it comes to stuff like legitimate needle marks and all of that. For somebody who, as you said, whether or not he was doing this to himself because of paranoia and not realizing it, anybody who's been spied on by the NSA or FBI and it's been confirmed is going to be paranoid. Oh yeah. Also, like towards the end of his life, I'm sure he, it, his claims weren't as popular as they were when it first came out. And somebody who's used to all of that attention could have a hard time having that attention drawn away from him, especially if he's already feeling like people aren't believing him. Yeah. And people go to extreme lengths in order to 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 get people to stand by them. So self-inflicting and then using that as proof, I think, is definitely within the realm of possibility. I think that's fair. Yeah. I just, for me, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that the government messed with them a little bit more just to make sure that nobody would believe his story. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, I could easily see that side. I, I see both of those. I don't think aliens were actually injecting him with anything, but there's no proof that they weren't. And the fact that there's actual evidence, I mean, at least lends itself to something. Yeah. He's, he, he definitely has more evidence for him than most other conspiracy truthers. Yeah. Uh, but the Paul Benowitz story, the reason why we have it in here, the reason why I wanted to focus on it for a little while, is just because it's, it shows what happens if you get too deep and if you get too close sometimes to what's actually going on in the world. That's all I've got on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Benowitz has popped up a few times. He was a huge part of the base in the 80s. Yeah. And then, of course, he goes insane, so he kind of drops out, and now we have more modern people looking into it, including Richard Doty, by the way. Uh, who's his own special case. Like I said, he's actually part of the UFO conspiracy movement now. He believes that the government is hiding evidence of aliens. And the easiest way to put it is that Doty got dotied at the end of his career. Uh, I guess, I don't know if you've listened to the episode, Angel, but I'll recap it for you real quick, just for fun. In our Men in Black episode, we brought up the end of Richard Doty. And he retires, and then the military invites him back one day to watch all of these different videos on things that were top secret at the time that he was working on. And in between all of these slides, they would show like alien bodies, alien autopsies, UFOs, like all these different pictures. So the 80% false information, the 20% true, but they told him, you can't tell anybody about this. You have to keep this a secret. And he was like, no, I need to tell the world. He literally got dotied. He, they did to him what he did to other people. And it's the most hilarious reversal I've ever seen in my life. That's funny. It makes you wonder, though, how much of that was the 20%? Exactly. That's the question, though, right? And that's why you can't trust anything. Because I legitimately believe that he was also brought into a room and shown those things. 
what I don't know if I believe is what's on those slides and what's yeah. real and what isn't. But I think it's funny because he was like, they think I'm going to not tell people. You're literally just Paul <laughs> Benowitz. You are Paul Benowitz yeah. and they're just Doty now. Yeah. I thought that was funny. It's a funny ending to his story and he's still alive and going and in the UFO conspiracy, but yeah. Uh, Greg, yeah. Sorry guys. Should... We have just like three people to talk about in a row. We have um, a lot. Who is Greg Bishop? I forgot to look up who he is. He's just a big UFO conspiracy guy. He shows up in... But where does he live? Is he there he, in New Mexico? or is He, he travels all around. I think he lives in New Mexico. He pops up in the documentary intermittently, and he kind of just oh, okay. talks about different things that he believes with the Dulce base. He's basically... So Greg Bishop is... He's a well-known author in the conspiracy world. He's actually published by Simon & Schuster. Which I Is find he the guy that wrote funny. the Benowitz Files yes, book? Yes, he wrote the Benowitz book. got a ridiculous cover on it. Yeah, so like he's huge <laughs> into everything Benowitz, Benowitz believed. And he believes, he's like the middle ground for Linda Moulton Howe. And that is, uh, he believes that the government was just telling him the truth. That the government was just telling Benowitz what was actually going on. Well, and it just made him seem insane. He has a story arc. Yes. Um, so he... Yeah, I mean, he basically believes in the Benowitz story, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, he believes that the military was secretly, like, pushing the fake story of, of Dolce and, like, the aliens and shit to distract from anything they were doing at the, the Air Force Base in, in Albuquerque. But he claims to have seen stuff, too. He claims also to have flown over one of the UFO crash sites. But now he, he definitely is a believer of the, the Dolce base. So he's just somebody that's like, yep. Yeah, there just another witness i guess yeah he's big today he shows up at all the conventions he talks to people all the time he's positive that there is a base underneath the mountain and he's positive that the government by disenfranchising benowitz and his story they actually he actually believes that he's just telling the truth that does he have what other than the flying over a ufo crash site does he have any of like his own account to this story or is he just kind of buying into Benowitz? No, I mean, he's really just one of the guys that's like, yeah, I've seen UFOs. Yeah, he's he's on that note, though. He is considered like a, uh, what's the word for it? Like one of the top tier people on the subject. I can't, like one uh, of the premier people on the subject. He's a real truther. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those people, like I watched clips of people at like the alien conventions, which I need to go to. God, yeah, uh, we all need to go. We need to gather everyone who's ever been on the podcast. We all yes. need to go as the conspiracy what team. <laughs> we go, the government kidnaps you once you leave. They wipe your memory. They implant a chip in you. It's great. It's amazing. We can uh, have our own booth and then everybody will just pitch us their conspiracies. We'll never run out of content. Oh, God. Oh my God right. That would be ridiculous. Oh, my God. We should try to get a booth. <laughs> Hi, listeners. If you'd I like can't. us to get a booth at some kind of conspiracy UFO convention, we will do it. I can't even I will, imagine. I'll have to come see us. I will 100% walk around all day with my GoPro strapped to my forehead. <laughs> and we will live stream this convention and everything that we run into and yes. don't get me wrong. I've been to conventions. I think cosplay should be accepted at all conventions. So I will dress up as a Graylian and Cameron. I'm saying it for him. He'll be the reptilian Pope. Yes. If you're not the reptilian space Pope, it's wrong. Oh, I would totally be the reptilian space Pope. All you got to do is ask everyone. Well, what, what am I mm-hmm. supposed to do? Huh? Who do I get to be? What's my character? Ollie? You could be Phil Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there was an alien war and I shot them with a laser blaster. Just walk I around only like have, this Yeah. What, how many fingers are these three? I think it was just the front two. Or the, the pointer in the middle. I'll just shake what happens my three when you get zapped by Graylians yeah. <laughs> that are secretly reptilians in Graylian suits. Uh, but right. yeah, Greg Bishop, he is the premier person on the subject. So if you but ever want to know not, more, he's not nearly as important him. as what Angel is about to tell us. We've got oh, our own oh, oh, expert oh. today. Let's talk about the fucking Nazis. Fucking right. Nazis. I'm now, excited. I know what you're thinking. New Mexico, aliens. Government conspiracy. That part might tie in a little bit. I get it. I get it. But where the fuck do Nazis fit into this? What? And I'm sorry. I'm going to be passionate about this subject. So Please get the bleep it. button ready. Okay? Get the bleep button ready. Oh, no. We don't need bleeps. This is marked as explicit. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, yeah. And fucking tastic. Okay. <laughs> there is a large, this is in capital letters for a reason, guys. Large portion of the ufology community that believes that the traditional quote-unquote ufo design was conceived by engineers of nazi germany now this design is like that flying saucer design mm-hmm. where things are spinning and flashing lights and shit like that mm-hmm. but there were so many sub designs and i'm not even going to attempt to butcher the names of them oh please please read them oh uh, if, if anything, I will say the first one because I think that would be the most excellent clip to try and save. The Rundflugzig. Yes. Yeah, that's number one. Uh, this one just sounds like a cinnamon-flavored liquor, but fewer ball. Discus, which is an Olympic sport, and the one that resembles the, the traditional quote-unquote UFO is the Haunabu. Yes, I did say Haun. I had to include that in there. <clears throat> So there are many, many more designs as far as these UFOs. They believe that they were trying to develop these for their um, intelligence missions. They weren't necessarily meant to be an offensive type of of, uh, flying saucer. It was more for like reconnaissance and stuff like that. But this leads us in to Hitler and Operation Werewolf. This is spelled W-E-R-W-O-L-F as far as looking it up in English. Werewolf. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna try and butcher Thank you, that. Cameron. <laughs> yeah. That, Cameron can just be our resident German Nazi. Wait, there's one Whoa more. there. Let's not keep that clip. Let's <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing I'm recording too, huh? All right. Can I say real quick that the uh Hanubu Hanabu, that thing is literally just like a flying tank. It, yeah, absolutely. It? <laughs> it's absolutely. If you look at it, oh. it, it there's one that's nice. in. There's a small sample design of the original design um, that is in some sort of a museum. Not anything that's like nationally recognized or anything, but just like this little small time museum. Um, and if if that's the picture that you're looking at, then yes, it it literally looks like they took our image of a flying saucer but put tank armor on it and like that was their go-to yeah it's that's a look like the picture that i found shows it like in the sky shooting it like planes of world war ii i can't even imagine if they had been able to get something like that off the ground yeah absolutely. good god like if you think submarines were the biggest development absolutely not that <laughs> that flying saucer ufo has to be oh yeah a hundred times more 
deadly and intimidating. Good God. Yeah, but continue. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, back to Hitler and Werwolf. Um, So Werewolf was the name of a top secret operation that involved planting cells across enemy lines. It was inspired by the meaning behind the name of Hitler's headquarters, which is Burgolf, means wolf slayer. Um, But it was also believed to be inspired by a novel written by Hermann Lanz um, called Der Werewolf. Lanz was not a Nazi, but due to the subject matter in his novels and in most of his writings, um, he'd become extremely popular with with, uh, Nazi Germany uh, extremists. This book in particular was about a peasant whose family got killed by soldiers and um, he, you know, tries to enact his revenge. And eventually it gets to the point where he grows to enjoy the killing itself instead of just, you know, searching for revenge. And I think that's why a lot of the army, uh, a lot of the Gestapo and everybody were kind of sympathizing with it because they had become so successful in, in this type of war that it's hard to imagine them just doing it because they were told at that point. <clears throat> but that's just my own opinion. So anyways, um, so this, this operation was thought of, but not necessarily enacted for a while. It really began development in 1944 when the Allied forces, it became extremely apparent that they weren't going to stop them. It was meant to be much more of like a propaganda-based um, uh, mission as far as in the States, there were other areas that they were training people to enact guerrilla warfare, which I'll get into in a minute. But as far as, well, in terms of their success, these cells were much better at, at propaganda spreading and, you know, trying to get the Nazi beliefs to continue, I guess. <clears throat> um, so on January 27th of 1945, there was an issue of Time magazine that contained a detailed article about how the Germans were trying to prolong the war by going underground. They Not just dumb. figuratively. Yeah, yeah. They were building <laughs> dumps. They were going dumb. You, to, to enact the words of T-Pain, a go dumb, dumb, dumb. Okay? I think that's T-Pain. Right. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I have no idea. <clears throat> so anyways, um, this led to widespread fear, and sometimes we even still hear those kind of conspiracies about oh you know hitler never died he just pretended and he had a a doppelganger um but because of that article that came out in 1945 talking about germans going underground and trying to infiltrate this led to widespread fear that hitler didn't commit suicide in april um they thought that he continued to pull strings from underground uh most notably the base in antarctica Uh, (laughs) nazi germany had sent several expeditions down to Antarctica. Oh, God. What episode was that that I talked about that? I believe that was Hollow Earth, wasn't it? No. I can't remember. There was one episode where I did talk about the Antarctic base. Yeah. Oh, Uh, no, no, no. It was Atlantis. Because one of the theories is that (laughs) Atlantis is under Antarctica and that the Nazis control Atlantis. Well, we're going to go deep into another Antarctica finding for the Nazis. Yes. I'll probably not go as deep as I would like to, but absolutely we're going to brush over it. Um, so anyways, yeah, they, they believe that he started in Antarctica, but obviously to throw people off his trail, he kept moving around. Um, they say that he went to Brazil, which he had several cells in there that were discovered. And then later on to America, which uh, like I said, we do still hear things every once in a while, especially if you 
like clicking ads at the bottom of articles about Hitler's body just found in Miami or whoever the hell finds people wherever they go. So anyways, um, now the U S was successful in preventing many of these cells from carrying out their mission. Um, shortly after the U S actually, I don't remember off the top of my head if, Hitler was allegedly dead at this point. But anyways, on April 28th of 1945, U.S. Counterintelligence Corps captured six Nazi officers and 25 enlisted men in civilian clothes who were members of a school that was initially created in Poland. The school was started when Operation Werewolf was started, and it was meant to teach soldiers uh, the tactics of guerrilla warfare and what their goals were, how to, you know, prevent and uh, people from catching on to them and, and locating them. Just little things like uh, they weren't allowed to attack any area that was within 15 kilometers of their hidden base, stuff like surviving on their own and spreading out if they you know, ever were in this situation where they get captured and, and were trying to throw people off their scent, stuff like that. Um, so this particular um, guerrilla warfare cell was... I missed it. Oh, okay. This one was led by Paul Kruger, um, and this was located in Bavaria. The school, after, you know, Nazi Germany fell, was relocated to Bavaria, and they began digging tunnels, and they were surviving in this tunnel network. The tunnels were quite extensive, despite only being worked on for less than a month, and they contained communication equipment, weapons, explosives, and several months of food supplies. So are these tunnels part of the tunnel network? That's, that's where I'm going with this. Okay. Yeah. Quite, quite crazy. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find any like pictures of it. I don't think that was their top priority. But they do have details on the construction of the underground base, and it's pretty wild. So this is a direct quote from the G2 report on the incident. And there was definitely much more to it. Um, they were talking about all sorts of stuff. Like, they're... Uh, Do I have it here? No, yeah, I do. I'll just read the quote. Dugouts were constructed in such a manner as to not destroy the live trees around them. The dugouts were located on the slope of a hill, which was densely covered with fir trees. The entrance to the dugout was a hole approximately 24 inches in diameter. It's only two feet, folks, and four to five feet deep. Approximately two feet down, this hole extended horizontally to a length of eight to ten feet. The dugout has a capacity of three men and has a wooden floor and a drainage ditch. Wall and roof are reinforced with lumber. So I don't think that I could fit in a 24-inch diameter hole to be climbing through these tunnels. I mean, it's it's not comfortable. I I wouldn't imagine it's comfortable for a toddler to try and get through. No, I don't think I could do that. No. (laughs) But that's how dedicated to secrecy these these guys were. Like, if you stumble across a, a two foot hole, like I'm thinking, gopher, yeah. you know, so, something like that. Like maybe some type of animal burrowing into a hill, and for it to ha- have gotten as extensive as it was um, to hold all of those supplies and house what is this? Thirty one people. Yeah, thirty one oh, people shit. just. Just in these, this network of tunnels, it's pretty wild. <clears throat> so anyways, um, these, these students were instructed to stay behind, evade capture, and then harass and destroy supply lines of the uh, United States troops. 
And one thing that I thought was pretty notable was even back in the forties, their priority was put on gasoline and oil supplies. Uh, other instances of werewolf cells being captured include the very next day near this same area, there were 200 Gestapo and officers found um, in possession of American army uniforms. And then in May of 1945, a cell was captured in Bremen, although there was no indication that it was posing a threat to the allied forces. This was more meant for um, other areas of, of the world. And this was also one that was determined to be a propaganda based uh, cell. And now I want to talk about the Foo Fighters. Cameron, do you know who the Foo Fighters are? Yes. Dave Grohl. The Foo Fighters. Yeah. But we're not talking about the band here, bud. Dave Grohl. Sky as a neighborhood. Dave, yeah. Cause he had a sky as a neighborhood. Is he trying to talk about aliens? Dave Grohl was telling us about the, the, the what are they called? What are the flying tanks called? <laughs> I have to go back to it. Hanabu. 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 We're not saying that correctly with German. The, the only thing I can do is like a bad German accent. So Please don't. let's not do that. <laughs> Anything I do could definitely be derogatory or conceived derogatory. So we'll bet. I'm not even going to try it. Anyways. <clears throat> um, so yeah, then who, David Grohl, you said? Yeah, Dave Grohl. Okay, well, it was, in fact, slang term for UFOs among the U.S. Night Fighter Squadron. It was a popular term during that period of time, but that's what they referred to them as they swept the skies at night. If they saw anything over either the Pacific or Atlantic Ocean, um, that was the term that, that was used in reports and stuff like that. They wouldn't necessarily name them as UFOs just because they believed that they were enemy aircraft. Um, some people like Ernst Zundel, doesn't that just sound like a Captain America villain? It really does. (laughs) It does. It absolutely (laughs) does. Anyways, um, this guy in particular, I found a lot of information about because he started his own, uh, I guess you could call it a network. I I wrote brand in the notes here, but he kind of started his own thing i don't i'm not quite sure if it was a newspaper or a magazine but basically he was what they call a, a holocaust denier he would throw out oh all God. of these crazy articles trying to discredit the idea of a holocaust and the complete genocide well not complete but the attempted complete genocide of the jews um and he used the idea of nazi ufos to to do this to try and discredit these ideas <laughs> Really? Uh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. The Holocaust definitely happened, guys. Uh, I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Just that's... a disclaimer. That's not something we're willing to talk about on this podcast because no. the Holocaust happened and I don't care what you say. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've gone into dumb conspiracies, but that one's just insulting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That one's that dumb. <laughs> so anyways, we'll go right past that. But that was just something that I did want to bring up. Like there were multiple articles written on Nazi UFOs, but some of them were kind of like, oh yeah, Nazi UFOs. Okay. There definitely were plans found. There definitely was stuff like that um, involving, like Cameron said, the flying tanks that were trying to be developed. Yes. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to get fucking weird. Let's get fucking weird. Let's get fucking weird. As if that already wasn't. Yeah, as if that wasn't (laughs) weird enough. No, shit gets weirder, guys. Okay. It was, again, well known that the Nazis sent several expeditions into the new Swabia um, territory of Antarctica. 
it was very hush-hush on what they may or may not have found, but some believe they found alien fucking technology and used it to reverse engineer and, and create their own technology. And now they have a secret base on the dark side of the moon where Hitler escaped to. And I mean, I don't know if your life expectancy goes up once you move to the moon, but allegedly that's where the Nazis plot their next chance at world dominance. Nice. That's a typo. So you just go from Antarctica to the moon. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess I wouldn't really be paying that much attention to stuff launching from Antarctica either. No. I know that there's like a lot of, you know, math and physics and stuff that goes into that, but I don't know. I mean, if they owned the territory, I wouldn't imagine that would be top priority for the allied forces to, to get back to. Who knows? Maybe they launched a, a couple of, maybe it was just like one escape pod, like R2D2 and C3PO. And he just got <laughs> sent to the moon. You know? <laughs> That would be highly unfortunate if it was like just him. And <laughs> it's just Hitler gets, on the moon. He gets up there and like they told him it was done, but it's not. <laughs> and he's literally working with R two and C three PO to build the rest of this. I see it as like like you like they send him up there, and then the government's like, "Oh shit, we gotta go, we gotta go get him because he's escaped." And then they send someone up there. And now years later, all the conspiracy theorists are like, "You didn't ever send anyone to go stop them," and they're like, "Oh, we did." Uh, he was dead in a capsule. There yeah. was, there was like, there were like three okay. cardboard boxes that say uh, must construct that yeah. weren't used. So he, he had no. several IKEA boxes. That, <laughs> we killed Hitler by shooting him in a, an escape pod to the moon. No, so no, like Hitler. Hitler killed himself. Oh, okay, I see. By attempting to survive on the moon with a bassinet and. A futon. From and, and let's remind everybody that in our canon, uh, this was shortly after he tried to uh, see what the other military presence on this planet was trying to accomplish by looking up. So that way he could see them off of the dome that yeah. we live in. Angel, I don't know if you know, but uh, Hitler believed in hollow earth. Yeah. That yeah. I did know. Yeah. yeah. And so he thought he could see see great britain from i I don't know it makes me question even more like if they ever did try sending him to the moon and maybe like we always say there's a truth in every lie right there's a truth in every conspiracy uh but i would be delighted to find out that like they tried to send him to the moon and that's where he actually went i have a question or oh yeah i'll wait for you because mine was nothing important. Anyways. What what does this have to do with Dolce Base? No, yeah, I'm getting back to that. <laughs> now yeah. we're on the moon. I mean, we went to Antarctica. We got Hitler. I mean, yeah. So, please explain um, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so as we just discussed, eighty percent lie, twenty percent truth. I think that um, most of this was like it was. It was definitely theatrically displayed to raise popularity for Zundel and and his brand that I talked about earlier. But anytime you kind of, I don't know, if you, if you throw a stake into a pack of wild wolves, like they're going to fight for scraps. And I think that a lot of conspiracies or in the ufology community, stuff like that, like you're always going to have those people that want to grab onto stuff and hold onto it for as long as possible. Yeah. The, the whole secret base on the dark side of the moon thing may be a little bit extreme, (laughs) 
just a tad, just a tad. But uh, a lot of people really did think that Hitler survived because of Operation Werewolf and all of these things that were put into plans and enacted shortly before um, the end of World War II. But like I said, might have strayed a little from the main topic. It's a good thing I wrote that note in here because I knew exactly what was going to happen once I get into this. Um, Most werewolf cells were believed to be planned for the USA uh, because that was kind of the hide in plain sight aspect to, to their plan. Yeah. Um, but there was never anything really confirmed other than plans. That's pretty much the only evidence that they've had for it. Um, these plans were aimed for areas with low population and small environmental ir- impact. So like if you go back to the base that was found, it's directly in their instructions to disturb the trees that are around them as little as possible. I can see that being extremely difficult when you're digging underground. If you're in the middle of New Mexico, which are just wide open plains and huge mountain landscapes that just got blown up with a nuke, then (laughs) I can totally see why that area would be ideal for, for a cell like this, because it would be really hard to tell if somebody was going around fucking with it. Right. Yeah. And you have in here low population and small environmental impact. And that is definitely what you've got with the Archuleta mountain range. Yeah. Is you so have you're saying that the Nazis were going to build a base or, or they did. I'm build saying a base. they already did. Ah, so to, the Nazis built Dolce base. That's your conclusion. To further what Angel's saying here, I want to talk about, uh, something that we bring up all the time. It's hard to not bring up constantly in conspiracies because it has a lot to do with different things. Uh, we talked about it on, I think most recently was on, uh, what is the island? Plum. Plum Island, yes. We talked about it most recently on Plum Island on that episode. Operation Paperclip. Originally known as Operation Overcast. But uh, Paperclip is so much cooler. And this was something that people didn't actually know was a thing until we had documents finally released to the public. And it was uh, realized that the government took a bunch of Nazi scientists, about 1,600 of them, plus their family members, and used them to further their own technological gain. Yeah. We brought Nazis to America. It's real. Now, what we do know is that the government did experiment, did experiment in the Archuleta Mesa area because we know they blew up a nuclear bomb to try and release gas, which sounds to me a little bit like a Nazi thing. Uh, could totally see them just not giving a shit about the environment around them and just being like, let's do this. I this mean, it's not like work. the U.S. really gives a shit either. So. No, no, they don't. I'm not saying they do. I'm We've saying blown up all kinds of stupid shit. But, uh, but I think it's a good point to bring up because one of the things that we constantly see with Operation Paperclip is that the belief is that there's even more things like dumbs and secret bases that are hidden around this country that were actually built specifically by Nazi scientists that even though they were working for the government, quote unquote, for the government, they are also still furthering the Nazi agenda. Yeah, think uh, about, think yeah. about. I mean, I think this is probably one of the easiest things for, for I don't want to say common people, I guess, but like the it, people, yeah, people just entering into the world of conspiracy. But think about the story arc behind Captain America and Hydra infiltrating the government that way. That was 100% the end, end game goal of Operation Werewolf. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that would that would make sense. And it would make sense that if the government was going to do anything about building a base, which they were already, let's let's make this explicitly clear. The government, in terms of maybe building a base, a secret alien base in Archuleta, around Archuleta Peak, that might not have happened. That's what we're talking about. And that's why we're discussing it. But what we do know for sure happened is they were conducting technological experiments in that area. They blew up a bomb in that area. They were training in covert operations in that area. And this, by the way, is all on land they do not own. Yes. This is not their land. You're thinking USA. We talked about it last time. This is a reservation for a tribe. Yeah, an indigenous tribe. Exactly. And that's, and that's what was kind of going on. And so to find out that even earlier on in this country's history, shortly after World War II, when we have Operation Paperclip in full effect, to find out that they were using them to build secret bases wouldn't be surprising. I mean, again, going back to Plum Island, that's what most people believe Plum Island actually was, was a continuation of Nazi experiments under the guise of virus research, essentially. Yeah, they had underground levels there too. Yep, that was also thought to occur. <laughs> and it always happens in areas, like you said, uh, low population and small environmental impact. That's the, those are the type of areas you're expecting to see it in. So to, to like make a Nazi connection is definitely not far outside of the realm of things we've seen already. Thank in you. History. Thank you. That's I why also, I brought that up. Yes. I also do want to connect one more dot um, because you did bring up what I was going to allude to. Uh, if you do have 1600 Nazi scientists, keep in mind, Nazi scientists did absolutely grotesque things. They experimented on twins. They, I mean, just all of the stuff that you read about them doing and, and those kinds of experiments, obviously one, it would be the media would have an absolute fucking field day. If the U S openly said, Oh yeah, we're going to bring them over and they're going to work for us. Mm -hmm. Two, you can't necessarily have those types of experiments happening on your ground, at least not extensively without people noticing. So what's the next best thing? You're in the middle of a plane where they raise a lot of cattle. Boom, cattle mutilations. It makes it that much easier to shut down somebody's business. That um, I forget the, the name of the guy with the ranch. I know we have his name in the notes here somewhere. Um, Christopher, nope. Not it wasn't that. Valdez, it was the other guy. Gomez Ranch. Gomez. Gomez. Yeah, that, that had to shut down. Um, the government can easily get away with you know shutting down somebody's ranch in secret as opposed to experimenting on american citizens um so i I, I just wanted to connect that dot if the genetic testing was actually a thing too i mean that's not far out of the realm of what nazis did either yeah so maybe they just extended it to alien stuff or even just combining human and animal dna you know to kind of lead us into conclusions here uh that does kind of beg a question what if the government is just continuing to lie and push like in this alien agenda secretly to the public to get them to keep conspiratorially going towards like the alien thing but in reality they're doing their own genetic like continuing nazi experiments and that leads you down a whole nother rabbit hole but yeah i mean if anything's apparent (laughs) from all of the episodes that i've been on (laughs) I 100% believe that government does a lot of fucked up shit. Now, 
I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens because I 100% believe that they're we're, we're not the only anomaly in the entire universe. But I, I do think that aliens is something that it's really easy to discredit people on when they try to bring them up. Mm-hmm. So 80% lie, 20% truth. Yeah, these experiments are happening, but guess who's doing it? The Graylians and Reptilians, guys. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Like, it's like national gang stalking. Kind of yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> it is a good example of a, a similar, broader scale gang stalking. And it's so much easier nowadays with social media and paid advertisement. And you think about like the actual psychology that goes behind marketing and what they study as far as subliminal messaging. Like it's really easy to plant in your head. I forget which episode we did, but I remember looking something up and it like popped up along with telekinesis. Oh, I think that was weather control. Mm. Yeah. And it popped up with like telekinesis and uh, transportation and spontaneous regeneration and stuff like that. Like that doesn't leave your subconscious. Yeah. So um, I guess we're on conclusions now, right? Oh yeah. We've, we've been there. Okay. And I, I really like that first bullet point under conclusions. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Fair. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me fix that real quick. Fuck your reality. Yes. I like it. <laughs> anyway. Um, I just wanted to point out, I think I said this in the last episode, to be fair, kind of like you just said, Cameron, there, I mean, there is a possibility there is a base there. I mean, not necessarily doing anything malicious, really, but like just classified anything. This could be just another Area 51 case where Area 51 didn't exist until too many people saw something there and they had to be like, okay, it exists but we won't tell you what we do there. Or even the smaller scale, we talked about it last episode, uh, the first part, the NORAD thing. Again, like yeah. where you drag racing tanks down this road that magically leads into a hole in the mountain. <laughs> and what are you guys building towers up there for? Yeah, so like, I mean, these things have happened before. We don't, we're probably never gonna know when anybody does any of those things. Right. And just, it's just a matter, a matter of what are they doing if it is there? Yeah. Is it co-run by aliens and humans? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? I, I mean, like, I always think it's funny because there are, there are always, like, these people on this type of conspiracy that are like, well, the government's not going to lie to us, which I always think those are the really funny people because <laughs> y'all are wrong. <laughs> and you're, you're not wrong from a conspiratorial view. You are you're literally wrong. wrong from recorded government documents. Uh, we still haven't gone into it yet because it's long, long, long on this. Sh- like it will be to do it, but MK Ultra is still my favorite example. It's true. They experimented on you. There's also Operation Sea Spray where they experimented on people in San Francisco. They once released a bunch of mosquitoes into a town to see how quickly people would be infected by something. This is the government, okay? Camelops uh, close. They could literally set up a lemonade stand on the side of the road and tell you it doesn't exist. That is just what they're going to do. Doesn't matter whether it's there or not. Wouldn't be surprised if they've already done it either. Again, we've got a big lemonade stand over here by by Riverdale Road. That's essentially what it is. It's this giant thing that on Google Maps doesn't exist, but you can drive right by it and it's there. So, Um, yeah. Another, I don't know, idea that I had, you know, we talked about how they blew up a fucking mountain with like two or three times the strength of the Hiroshima bomb. Yeah, that's wild. Hiroshima's still fucked. 
with the amount of radiation that's there. I mean, so Dolce is probably also fucked to some level. I would imagine. I mean, as, I don't know if anybody's ever done any tests there since there's roughly like, I don't well, know, only 3,000 people. Very clearly people have been doing tests. It's just, is it our government or is it aliens? Or <laughs> Yeah, so like, I mean, the radiation in the area could also cause like malformed cattle or yeah. like just mess things up in general. <laughs> Which I, I would like, uh, man, I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but there is another correlation there. Why would you blow up a nuke underneath a mountain in the middle of nowhere? You're claiming it's for gas, right? Mm. But again, go back to the teachings at that um, Nazi werewolf school, low population, low environmental impact. It's going to be really hard to notice something going wrong with a, a giant ass mountain. You know what I mean? Especially in a very rural unpopulated area. Yeah. So were they trying to access gas under there or were they trying to blow up roughly seven stories of area to build a base? Or are they trying to kill a nest of Graylians? Well, see, in the building a base thing, like if you want to get into like how would they build a base in secret, you're completely correct, Angel. Like, I mean, would it be in secret or did they, did they just do it right in front of your face and yeah. call it a failed nuclear explosion? Hiding in plain sight, easiest thing to do. Like I heard a bomb go off in the mountains. What's going on with that? Getting gas. <laughs> fracking like a bunch of idiots. We were trying to get gas, and we radiated it. Funny story. <laughs> uh, the cattle <laughs> mutilation thing could be due to them testing radiation in the area from the animals. <laughs> what we do know is that the cattle mutilations themselves, that, I mean, for one thing, they are happening, or they were happening. They still happen every day in different areas of the world. Uh, they did definitely happen in this little town there were huge repercussions from them happening. So regardless if you believe in aliens or you believe in government conspiracies or you want to believe leprechauns are looking for the pot of gold and they just cannot find the right cow, uh, they are happening regardless. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's... Eat the gold? <laughs> I don't yeah, think that's an actual... Because, listen, if the rainbow lands right in the field, like, what's Maybe, the cow going to do? Yeah, Maybe it eats some gold. All right, just so... give the leprechaun some Rolos. Those are wrapped in gold foil. I don't think that's actual gold foil. No, but it's gold colored. Is that all that leprechauns care about? Just yeah, absolutely. Gold colored. I've shit. seen the Lucky Charms commercials. Anyway, uh, the counter mutilations, I think, are totally fair to believe that there's like some type of government conspiracy going on because we have weird lights shown in the sky and then like evidence of things being dropped. So, uh, yeah, dropped by the government, like not just dropped out of a helicopter. Right. And not dropped like shot from a distance. Those were gun sounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those are pathetic sounding. <laughs> so yeah. one more little thing I wanted to mention. Um, I think I already said it is Costello probably doesn't exist. Homie's dead. He's probably not real. Yeah. He just, that whole thing with the picture from the Schwarzenegger movie is hilarious to me. I love when people do that. Like, like take things out of alien movies and just kind of turn it black and white and make it more grainy. And it's like, oh, this is a photo from a conspiracy. Yeah. But there's really no evidence that this Costello guy even actually existed. So No. There, I want to make it clear. If you look up Thomas Costello, you will find a real person. You'll find a couple of real people. None of them were security guards for Dulles. But, I mean, the government base. could have just erased his information for being I, a truth. I also think that he probably wouldn't have created like a Facebook page or anything. So 
True. Just because, like, it's it goes back to that, like, the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence thing, right? Uh, just because you can't find him doesn't mean he wasn't real. However, again, that leaked photo is literally from a movie. That's confirmed. You can see the photo. We'll put up the photo. You can go watch The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, it's just from that movie. It's literally just decolored and a bunch of noise was thrown in. So that's definitely confirmed on that end. Uh, it does though make me think of the, we've never really talked about him on the show, but Bob Lazar, who is well known as another truther coming out of area 51. Uh, he, I remember his story is really fun because there's all these different things that he claims to be a part of. And Nobody could find proof of it. He was he disappeared from proof of like anything. And then he goes to like someone goes to one of the universities that he claims to have worked at, but this university claims that he was never involved. He is then found in the military base. Or he's found in their logs, like in the phone book. Yeah. One reference that they didn't delete. So sometimes they really do just kind of wipe people's names to try and kick them out. And Bob Lazar is a great example of what could have happened to Costello. However, Costello doesn't exist. There's literally nothing in terms of what you can find. He's not real. Whereas like Paul Schneider or Phil Schneider, Benowitz, Doty, those are all real people. Uh, Gomez, those are all real people. All of them. Yeah, so Operation Werewolf has more credibility than this guy. One last thing I wanted to mention is we mentioned earlier that the Ira- Iranian, was it Iranian government? And they're Israeli or Iran? Israeli. Israeli. Um, okay, my bad. Government. Um, so the Israeli government um, released a statement saying that basically aliens are real and we've known about it all along. Well, retired not, member of their government. Not only did he say aliens, though, I believe the direct quote is galactic empire. Yes, <laughs> that is actually what he said. Yeah. yeah. But he is not the first one to release something like that because in 1999, Apparently, in response to some of this, the French government published a study concluding that the United States government has withheld evidence that point to the existence of UFOs. And then not that long ago, earlier this year, in the midst of lots of other things happening in the world, the U.S. government did come out and say, hey, yeah, we have been keeping secrets on UFOs. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the videos. One of the videos that they had, some people had claimed that all those videos were brand new. They weren't. I've seen them for years. Uh Welcome if you're one of those. I feel like we should call new conspiracy people like kid spiracists. Like you're <laughs> just getting into it. You're very young. You Instead got a lot to learn. You can be any age and be a kid spiracist. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, people were just getting in. This is like because of the whole pandemic, people have too much time on their hands. So they're finally learning about conspiracies. And Yay. I thought it was funny because most of the videos that we had seen were videos that had already been released and the government had already said, like, we have no idea what these are. But there were a few that were really interesting because they were alleged, uh, I think they're called the Black Knight videos or something like that. Mm-hmm. The ones where it's like an alien satellite that revolves around the planet. And one of those videos was, in fact, from that conspiracy. And the government literally said they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting. That is fascinating. Yeah. But... So wait, maybe it's real. Maybe we have an alien underground base. I don't know. Angel, what do you believe about Dolce Base? Um, well, I as much as I got to get up on my soapbox about it, I certainly don't believe it's Nazis. Um, <laughs> I think that I... Honestly, I think that I already kind of said what I believe. I 
don't believe it's aliens necessarily. I do believe that, I mean, if you hear hooves, right, the, the saying, I do believe that there is probably an underground base there. I do believe that people have probably seen stealth aircraft flying in and out of it. Everybody here, I could post a poll on the internet right now. Everybody would know what I think. The government is fucking with us <laughs> and they don't want to tell us the truth about it. So we may not know. Until, I mean, I, like you said earlier, think about Area 51. They didn't acknowledge it until there was no point in not because it was so well known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If more and more people were to show up, if everybody decided to show up at Dulce Base and fucking Naruto run, they'd probably come out and be like, you know what? We do have a base under there, guys. It's a, a development of weapons technology. It's extremely volatile, so stay away. Oh, man. That poor, that poor small town if a bunch of TikTokers show up to Naruto run <laughs> through the mountains. Yeah, that'd be... That would be a hell of oh an God. event. I think the the advantage that Dolce Base has, if it is real, is that it's completely underground. Yeah. Whereas Area no 51 gates. had above ground buildings. So if you fly over somehow without getting shot down, you would have seen it. Well, think about it now, too. Drones? Mm-hmm. Oh, those are the secret discoverers. You can't... I believe um, I've seen two or three articles about somebody in a jetpack flying over LA. Have you guys seen those? Like technology nowadays, people have 3D printers in their fucking garage. Mm-hmm. You can make whatever technology that uh, you put the time and effort into. And there's really, it, it's become much, much more difficult for secrets to be kept. So yeah, I do think a big advantage is being underground. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, what do you think? Uh. I so I don't think it's out of like real reality at all for the government to have an underground base in Dolce. I I think though this one has a snag on it, which is the fact that this land is not actually owned by the government. Now that wouldn't stop them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I think that it would have been found out, and I also don't know if the government would risk having a base or at least an active base there anymore. Yeah, I think what there's a good chance of is that sometime in the 60s to the 80s, they actually had a legitimate base there hidden. uh, And they were probably overstepping their bounds with that because we know they weren't supposed to be in the area. They had a drone crash in the area. They had covert operations going in the area. They have some kind of base of operations there. They're not just sending people there randomly. They are launching something from that area. But I doubt they still have anything active there. I have a feeling that those were probably wartime bases taken out of commission some time ago. It would be a huge fuck up if they got caught having a base in not their land. So that's what I think. I, I think it's totally within the realm of possibility. I doubt they're still operating one there though. And I don't think aliens have anything to do with it, unfortunately. Yeah, come on, you okay, don't think the aliens what about are reptilians? Yeah. Uh, are you claiming reptilians aren't aliens? Is that what you're yes. telling me? Okay. Absolutely. So you I, I believe that reptilians came from below, aliens are from above. Okay, all right, that's fair, actually. I totally think that's fair. Wait, so then do you think graylians are real and that reptilians have disguised themselves as graylians? That much, I wouldn't necessarily go that far because I think there would have to be more awareness of graylians on the human national level in order for that to even work. Why would you describe dis- disguise yourself as a graylian when you can just disguise yourself as a human? Yeah, so. fair. My, my opinion, um, 
an Osborne scientist did not turn himself into a giant reptile. I think that they came from below. That seems fair to me. But yeah, it's possible. It's probably not real anymore, at least. Uh, and I don't think there was ever a seven-story, 50-foot-high per story base underneath the ground. Hard to say, though. If we go missing because of this, the government did it, as always. Absolutely. If I go missing because of anything, it's either the government or my girlfriend. That's <laughs> fair. And I would struggle to figure out which one it was. Yeah. Even the government might. They'd be like, was it us? We don't even know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I Allie. think the aliens are running Dolce Base. Yeah, there you go. No, not really. Okay. It's a great story, though. I actually, like... I'd heard of Dolce Base before because we briefly like sort of mentioned it when we talked about Paul Benowitz the first time, but I thought it was like, you know, Area 51 where it's the government with alien technology, but I really had no idea this was supposedly a theory that aliens and two types of aliens and humans were running a base together, which I love, but I don't think we could come to a, like an agreement with two different races of aliens and then make them work for us. Yeah, that contractor fee would have to be pretty damn high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess in theory, the the greys are getting a supply of human test subjects. Um, but like, what are we paying the reptilians with? <laughs> I mean, the US government is what, trillions of dollars in debt, so. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's possible that there's probably a base there. But, like, it's going to be a lot harder to prove that there's anything there since it seems to all be underground. And eventually one day it'll be declassified if it's there. Yeah. Uh, but who knows if aliens are... Nazis seem more plausible to me than aliens, actually. Yeah. <laughs> since we have actually employed Nazi scientists, so... They're what got us to the moon, so... Cool, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Who knows? But I really love the story. I would like to say that this is slightly on topic. Slightly. Uh, what if there was a drink or a mixture that was actually detrimental to all of us, developed by aliens, secretly hidden with special wording? I'm talking about Dulce de Leche, okay? It's banned in Australia because it was causing a foot and mouth outbreak. Foot and mouth disease outbreak in Australia. Who puts their foot in their mouth after eating dosa de leche? I don't think that's what was going on. <laughs> now, I'm not sure, but <laughs> now you've got me questioning that. Uh, but yeah, they, so they banned it. I just want to say that. So maybe maybe the Australians were the first ones to okay. find out aliens had put some shit in this. You this think been, about that. This has been Fringe Conspiracy Time with Cameron. Woo. Uh, oh, new podcast. Fringe conspiracy time. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Want to be on every week? We can call it WTF. What the fridge conspiracy? Don't tempt me. Don't. Oh, I'm tempted, but don't tempt me. All right. I'm more tempted than Dulce de Leche in Australia. That that logo would be dope, dope, because it could just be like an open fridge with a bunch of different types of like cryptids and aliens coming out of it. That's what's up. All right. Well, this let is, us know. This has been a podcast about aliens. And government and secrets and, and, and Nazis. Nazis and sweet drinks. Uh, and yeah, There's cattle. This has been about everything. Uh, let us know, though, as always, if you have more information than we do. If you have access to the Dolce papers, please email them to us. Yes, yeah, I'd accept them in text form, honestly. If you have, them. yeah, I mean, just tweet it. 
that works too. Um, speaking of, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Conspiracy What. You can email us your Dolce papers or any other evidence that you have hiding in your secret basement at conspiracywhat at gmail.com. You can find any books that we talked about this episode on our Goodreads. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Angel. Thank you so much. For this lovely two partner. Thank you for allowing me to get on my soapbox and speak about Nazis and distrust of the government. And at one point, I'm pretty sure I said that I'm as smooth as your favorite nut butter. Yep. And it's staying in the podcast. So There is no other platform in which that would be acceptable. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Thanks I've so been much. Allie. I am always Cameron. Same and thing. I'm Angel. That's Angel. Remember to always stay stitious forever, always. And uh, fuck if, your reality. Fuck your reality. And also, I would just like to remind everybody one more time: this does not have to do with this episode. It has to do with the previous one. Uh, if you see something weird, throw down a quarter, a rule, or something. Take a picture of it. I just like to remind people of that. It's important. It's very important. Final words, sir. Fuck your reality. And there we go. Peace. Good night, San Diego. Peace, love, and aliens. <laughs>